Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Could just be me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Welcome to PM Mood, the no talking points, no bullshit podcast that takes you behind the curtain off the red carpet and to the front lines of progress with change makers and innovators that are doing the work to shift our culture and expand their social impact. I am so excited to welcome to PM Mood actor, author, activist, all around just good-hearted human, uh, Hill Harper. Thank you so much for joining me. We are, you know, I, I tell folks now that come on and do the show, um, I can, we can't escape Corona. Um, PM Mood, the whole idea behind the show was to talk to um, folks like yourself in order to understand how you utilize your social platform to increase your social impact. And I think that now more than ever, as we're all living in the midst of a global pandemic, um, we need folks like you uh, to be on the ground doing the work. And so you are, and you are coming to us from Detroit, Michigan. And I think that in the midst of all of this with the sheltering at home and the quarantining and the social distancing and the washing your hands, we're forgetting about those folks who haven't been able to have the ability to do any of the things I have just listed ever. Um, Specifically, you have been working with folks in Flint, Michigan, who, if I'm not mistaken, we are going on, what, six years with them not having water? Six not years. Ha- yes. So, so in a, with, a, it, with a pandemic that requires us, right, uh, to, in order to stay safe, to wash our hands, to, um, to, do, to, to wash our surfaces and all these things, explain to us, give, give, give me the picture of what is going on in Flint, what has been going on, and now what has uh, been exacerbated by the pandemic. 
Okay. So, wow. It, that, that's a huge and long story. I'll try to be as concise as possible. But about five years ago, I was invited to Flint to do a community event in the city. Um, it was Ryan Coogler. This is pre-Black mm -hmm. Panther. Yep. Uh, Jesse Williams and a group of singers and other folks. We came in to do this event to basically support the, the community. His brother came up to me afterwards and said, Hill Hopper, man, I, I read your books. I love you, brother, and, and I know you're committed, but, but, but I, you got to promise me something. I was like, what, man? He said, man, we got so many celebrities coming here. They come in, take a selfie, and then we never see them again. Yep. They're using us for publicity, but they're actually not staying around to see if anything happens. He said, promise me you'll come back. And I said, brother, I promise. And so I've, I've, I've gotten more and more entrenched in the community because you become friends with the Pete with folks there, you be you become rooted in the community. So I've gone back and back and back and held a number of events and all sorts of different things. Started doing, using, which my mother was very happy about, <laughs> using my law degree finally. Oh, um, good. We created a social justice law partnership to get folks to uh, register um, for the lawsuit where we're trying to establish a, a Flint Victims Fund, much like the 9-11 Victims Fund. Uh. Because you don't know how lead impacts you over time and all of these kids have been poisoned and we, we don't know when certain learning disabilities may crop up. They may not be showing symptoms now. We, we need a Victims Fund so you can, so there's money available. If there is special needs, you can be able to come to the Victims Fund. Just like the 9-11 victims, uh, the first responders, a lot of the medical problems didn't show up the first year or two, but no. they started to present themselves. So same thing. So doing that work, meeting a lot of people, as soon as this crisis hit, I started getting a DM on my Instagram. Hey, Hill, mm -hmm. you know, we met da, 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 da. A, a, a direct message on my Twitter, some emails, some texts. Yo, we're, there's a crisis within a crisis happening. Mm -hmm. We need help. This is a water desert. So just, just for instance, just I need to paint the picture. Flint is one of the poorest cities in America. 41% mm -hmm. of the folks who live there live below an already very low poverty line. Most of the people who are that make up that 41% are African-American women aged 23 to 35, many of whom are single moms. Mm. You're talking about folks who are still there. And people had the audacity to hit me and say, man, you're doing work at Flint. Why are people still living there? I mean, if, if it's that bad, they should leave. And, and, and it's like, I want to- Le Leaving, and it's the same thing that people said during Katrina, leaving requires resources. Yes. In order for you to flee, whether, whether it's in the wake of a, a hurricane or a global pandemic, people fled New York and are out all over the place because they have the ability to do that. People don't understand. It requires means economic for you to pick up and leave. Is economic mobility, and mobility period, but based on economics, is one of the biggest privileges that anyone can yep. have. If you're in a war-torn country, why don't you just leave? If there are refugee, if you're in a refugee camp, why don't you just leave? You know, uh, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> it does not work that Obviously. way. So, so, so the people who had the means to leave Flint have left. Okay, the mm -hmm. people who are still there, it is. It is sad and it's hurtful. And, there, and, and not every single person there. I'm not casting. There are people there who are really trying to, it's like, I'm from Flint. I'm going to stay here and see it recover, and even though I could leave. So there are those folks, but there, there are many people there that just don't have the ability to. 
and 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 also a, wa a water desert happened. You know, much like we talked about food deserts, water right. desert happened because even in wealthy communities, you saw that folks were having trouble getting water at a point, mm -hmm. right? So just think about a place like Flint. So we decided to put together, I decided to put together very quickly a GoFundMe campaign. Um, the initial at, the raise was 24,000 to try to get about 10,000 gallons of fresh water there. Um, Ian Levan Zant challenged me and said, you didn't shoot high enough. You got to raise that to 50,000. She helped with a lot of her supporters to give, you know, relatively small amounts because it was all about, you know, right now is you, you don't want to ask people to overextend because there's a lot of economic uncertainty, but right, you, know, you can give five exactly. or $10 and it's a lot of people giving, it adds up. And so we've made it up to $57,000. We just had this morning, uh, another 5,000 gallon giveaway uh, on the east side of Flint, where there's a large Latino population. And, you know, again, two and a half hour line of cars, the need there is so extreme. Uh, and, and obviously this is triage. So we're doing these things. There's like get water there because they need it now. Um, and we want to create more sustainable solutions over time. And that's part of the work we want to do. But right now it wasn't time to just have a forum to talk about sustainable solutions. It was about, Hey, folks need water right now. We got to get it there within this crisis. Hill, tell me, you know, what is governor Whitmer doing? What, what, what is, what is, what are, you know, and look, I, I, I watch the news. I have to do for, so for my living. Um, but Governor Whitmer, she's being held in a lot of ways, you know, uh, uh, dealing with the shutdown, dealing with these armed militias that are storming the Capitol building, these armed white men. Um, but this Flint problem, like I said at the beginning, has been going on for six, six years that we know about. Out. So let's just say that because people have been drinking poison water there, but it wasn't until, you know, six years ago that it became a national um, crisis, a national situation. Um, what, if anything, is the state government doing to help the people? Because wonderful, like we, you know, I, I, I there's there's a leader of an organization called Color of Change, Rashad Robinson, and he says that we can we cannot you know we cannot use charity as a way to get us out of systemic problems. Right? You are doing wonderful work as a as an incredible philanthropist as an activist, but we can't we can't goodwill our way out of this. Right? This is this is a systemic policy problem. So what if anything is the government doing there? You know, I, I asked that very question and I'm very frustrated. Um, you know, there's a wonderful Lieutenant Governor here named Garland Gilchrist, who's a brother who I know, and I text him about these issues because clearly there's the, 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 the lack of political will to solve this problem is abhorrent and it's, and it's evident. And right. it's, it, it exists over two administrations and part of the, the platform Mm -hmm. of the campaign platform was, look, Governor Schneider, look what he did to this community. And then now you've been in office long enough to solve it. The same problem happened. And let's be very clear. And I know mm -hmm. we're not, you know, listen, same problem happened with the, the, the right to literacy case. Mm -hmm. that, and I don't know if you know much about, and a lot of people don't know about this case, but Tell here, me. here in Detroit, there was a group of young African-American scholars who were undereducated in terms of just, they filed a brilliant lawsuit mm -hmm. called right to literacy. I have a right to be taught. 
Wow. Right to go to a school that educates me. We have a public right. school system. And, and I'm, I, I went to a system that did not do that. The previous administration and other folks fought it. It ended up going, moving its way through the court system. And the governor said, hey, um, I, you know, I support these brothers. Mm -hmm. I support, I support the, the, the scholars. Mm -hmm. But they did not settle the case since she's been in office. Be and then finally, because of pressure last week, she said, I'm going to settle the case. Problem is she waited so long that this court of appeals, which we know has been stacked with folks that may not be that supportive, have, have, have picked up the case. So they're going to, they're going to rehear the case that these, these young scholars won in district, federal district court because of dragging feet on these types of things. So I never want to do, I don't do comparative harm. Mm -hmm. so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not comparing harm, mm -hmm. but I am comparing political will in this example I'm about to give. Mm -hmm. In very short order in the state of Michigan, when the horrific acts of Larry Nasser at Michigan State gained attention around, I believe it was 32 or 28 gymnasts, or I'm not sure the exact number, but it's around that number. Horrible acts. That was settled with those gymnasts. I believe the number was around $500 million within a matter of, I think, three months. It was mm -hmm. national attention, a spotlight. Obviously, there was political will. Mm -hmm. A city of 100,000 people that has been poisoned has not gotten a settlement. And it is shameful. It's shameful on all of us that have allowed it to continue. I, 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 look at, I put myself in there, too. I'm not saying, ooh, you know, everybody else. No, I'm just as at fault for not pushing and, 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 and and sounding the bullhorn hard enough and loud enough to create political will. But it is a shame. There's no question these people should be suffering the way they are. There's no question there shouldn't be some type of remedy already in place. I believe we are very close, very close to a settlement. But the numbers I've been hearing are abhor abhorrently low. Can you tell, to, can you, can you just- to the level of harm. Can you give, um, give us a snapshot as to why it is so difficult to take out these horrific pipes and why that kind of construction infrastructure building has not been underway or am i wrong has it been underway and it's just not it, it hasn't gotten everywhere yet but i mean again you you bring up very good examples of cases that we look at and we say how did that happen so quickly right why was this expedited why is it six years and we haven't seen massive infrastructure development happening to help these sick people? Okay, so, uh, well, it's obviously, it's because the people there are poor and are people of color and, you know, folks that get ignored the most are poor people, period, no matter what race, right? If you don't have power, if you don't have the economic ability to support candidates and, and all of those things, you get ignored. Now, you add on to that issues around race, mm -hmm. issues around justice, and all of that. Now, there has been piecemeal work done. Part of the problem, I mean, if, if you really want to talk about the real 
the real injustice and the real diabolical issue goes all the way back to General Motors. General Motors had a plant in Flint and they were noticing that their engines were corroding. The engines that they were building were corroding. And they, they, they switched water supply. They noticed that after, after Flint switched the water supply to the Flint River, their engines started corroding. They were like, we can't have corroding engines. We're building, we're building parks. So they switched, they got their own water supply. But rather than actually notifying the community, rather than actually going out there and saying, hey, there's a problem, that's all they did. And who knows who they told or didn't tell, but the ultimate- So they, they're concerned knowingly the, engine, the engine's corroding, but not the internal organs and systems of human yeah, beings. They're more concerned about the engine than the people. And that, that's a shame. And clearly so was the state and of, 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 of Michigan and clearly uh, many other politicians and whoever's. So you have all of that leading up. So now you have an extreme lack of public trust. So even though folks have been told that they've switched back to the Detroit River water supply, they mm -hmm. know they still have the same pipes in their house. And they know that there was corrosion with that other water supply. So just because it's a different water supply, what makes me trust it? Now I did get a, a text or I got a uh, text from a woman named uh, Ebony, whose daughter has eczema and the water burns her face. Okay. And her daughter's so cute and it's a shame. You talk about these and you hear that whatever, all these stories. So, so ultimately the folks in Flint don't have zero trust in what they're being told. And so independently, um, you know, we've had some water testing done. We're doing what we can, but they have been piecemealing, taking up pipes and putting pipes back Got in. It. They haven't done it in all the houses. Part of the issue to me is, is, is for not a huge comparatively amount of money. I believe we ran the numbers at around $70 million in terms of, they could put whole house filtration systems in every home. So it, it would make it agnostic to what even the water supply that was coming through the door is, right? So at least you, you have a filtration system that's attached to your main water line it's treating and fil filtering the water that's coming through your whole house. And, and those are the types of things that would engender public trust. But again, those are the types of things that only get done in um, wealthy communities uh, where people have the political power to, to increase the political will. You know, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with this settlement as we're tracking the case. The other challenge we've been, we've been having is getting people to sign up because again, mm. it's like, those studies where you shock a dog and they jump the first time you shock them, keep shocking, they keep jumping. But after a while, you keep abusing them and shocking them and they, they stop jumping. Yeah. In Flint, I, I've had all these town halls and different things saying, hey, let's sign up, you know, sign up for this lawsuit. The more people are signed up, the more it sends a message that this fund should be bigger. And folks are like, why? They're because just they, I mean, it, at some point in time, right? Like you're saying, you, you, you just give up, yes. right? And it's, and it's not, and it's not through the lack of trying and the anger and the screaming and the protest and, you know, uh, the amount of celebrities that come through, but at some point in time, right? Like I exact, I, I am exhausted. I have exhausted every effort that I can put forward. And to that extent, Hill, how do you get, 
other celebrities like yourself, other folks that have the platform, have the means, have the bullhorn to be consistent with their work in Flint and not just doing what the gentleman had told you, popping in for the selfie, popping in for the hashtag and then going back to their lives. And look, I appreciate you know any bit of time, any bit of effort and money that people put in, but we know that consistency, especially in politics and policy, is what wins the game. Consistency, right, and consistent voice and bullhorn, even if you have to pass the baton, it is a relay race, a marathon times you know a million. So how do you get people to stay involved or come back? What do you do? Well, to be honest, you know, folks need an easy runway to do this kind of work. I'll be honest, because celebrities or so-called celebrities or people with platform, they're no different than anybody else. And Mm -hmm. for the most part, most people aren't doing. (laughs) You're like, most people are lazy as hell. People do what they want to do, which is right. take care of themselves and their family. And out, w- w- once those bands start extending outwards, you'll do what you can. You'll write a check or maybe you put in a tithe, at, you know, a church or there's right. one part right. that you care about that's more local or what have you. So I never begrudge anybody for doing anything or not doing anything. You know, I never begrudge that. The, the But, it's not, you know, at the end of the day, I encourage people if, if, if my whole thing is what makes your heart beat faster? If you hear about something, when you read about it or you hear about it and your heart starts to kind of, and the hair on your back of your neck starts to stick up, that means you're passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And therefore follow that passion and do something around it. And then maybe you get deeper because it happens organically. The Flint, me getting involved with Flint happened organically. I didn't go searching out Flint or a cause around water. It happened because the more I started to learn, the more the hair stood up on my my back of my neck and the more yeah. invested I got because I, I, you, you started to see the level of injustice and just the level of harm. Um, you know, there are people who bought houses for 65 or $70,000, their whole life savings went into that house. And now the house is worth $5,000. Mm. You know, mm. and so there's this old adage where people say it's, it's expensive to be poor these are the people that, you know, when, when, when the rest of America catches a cold, they catch the Corona, you know, they catch the flu. They yeah. 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 You know, yep. they aren't asymptomatic, you know, uh, uh, carriers. It is. So that gets me. And so I can't do it all, obviously. And people say, well, how come you're not over here or there? This is, I'm doing this. And then, and then I got, because of this work, I got engaged in Newark because Newark has a lead poisoning problem. Right. Mm-hmm. No one's really talking about it. But the kids in Newark are experiencing lead poisoning. OK, you know, and that's 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 a real tricky thing because people are like, hey, there's a great African-American mayor who has a history of being an activist. How are you going to talk bad about the Newark situation? And it's like you just got to tell the truth. You know, I mean, if the kids have lead in their system, it doesn't matter who, who it doesn't matter who. Yeah, you got to stop it. And so the. So I think a lot of the activism, at least for me, happens organically. And, and I, I think the same for everybody else, but part of it has to be an, an easy entree. So 
It has to be the first touch or the first touch point is like, hey, it's a low lift. Could you do this? And maybe they get engaged and get invited back and they get deep, more deeper engaged. Just like what happened to me at Flint. I got invited to an event that I did not put on. Right. I decided to take the time to go because I cared about that community and I cared about the issue. But then once I got there, I got a little deeper. You know, you have been involved in advocacy and activism since probably the beginning of your Hollywood career, right? Yeah, it started in college. So for me in college, so it just continued. It just became a part of my life. So it started college, then in grad school, and then just continued. And I know that you don't like to tell people what they should do. Um, but, do you, but do you think that it is, do you think that there is a responsibility specifically for, you know, those in Hollywood that are people of color, that are black and brown folks that have made it um, to use their platforms to do more so than, you know, um, celebrate and uplift themselves? Like, do you think you know, there is a responsibility that is there or should, should this just be to each their own? Let me, let me, okay. I'm, I'm of two minds. And so, mm-hmm. and I know, I know you're gonna be like, well, no, choose, choose. I'm of two minds. One is I say, follow your heart, right? Whatever your heart is, follow that. But, but saying that, I know that if you're even a semi-conscious black person mm-hmm. in America, that your heart is telling you to get involved and be and use your platform to make some type of change, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you're just even relatively aware of the world. I know that's okay? right. You know, that's why when you hear, you know, and this is related to the last dance, when you hear something that's, you know, come up again because of the, documentary you're Michael Jordan say even conservatives buy shoes I was not going to get involved in Jesse Helms versus Harvey Gantt Senate race where Michael Jordan could have turned the tide for Harvey Gantt and and to to replace Jesse Helms he was so popular in North Carolina that to have Michael Jordan come out for Harvey Gantt and the race was so close it it even angers me to this day Mm-hmm. He would have the audacity to even defend that choice. Because when you talk about the power of allowing abject racists to hold office because you need to make a little bit more money selling one more pair of shoes, shame on you, man. You, that, it's, it's, it's not defensible. You, that's a shame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Harvey Gantt is somebody that my family has known for years. My grandfather had a pharmacy in a small town in South Carolina called, it was called Piedmont Pharmacy, but the town was called Seneca, South Carolina. And I used to spend my summers there. It's about four miles from Clemson University. And they called him mm. Doc, they called him Doc Hill. That's how I got my name. Doc, you know, he was, he was Doc Hill. And my mother was Marilyn Hill. And, and, I would spend summers there licking popsicles and, and, and <laughs> reading comic books in, in, in the pharmacy. But Harvey Gantt was the first African-American to desegregate Clemson. And he was called wow. all types of N-words, N-word go home, signs everywhere. And on the weekends, he would come stay in my family's place, Doc Hill's place, and became friends with my parents and my aunt. And he's somebody who 
has represented a fight mm. for good, for inclusion and justice his entire life. And for you, someone who has a platform, to not be able to do, and it's a soft lift, man. I mean, it was just, it was literally, it was what, showing up? Force him. Shake in a hand. And, 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 and yeah. And some interviews. Soft lift. And you're like, I'm not political. What? What? No one's asking you to go out and talk about the president of the United States. This is a, 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 from North Carolina. This is a one state, one Senate race against two specific people. And you can't get involved. So that's part of my point. So I agree with you from the standpoint of absolutely there is a responsibility. But at the end of the day, I'm not telling you what you should be responsible for, but if, 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 it's, if it's clear and cut and dry and it's right there in front of your face and you don't do anything, then that, that, that's you're your selfish MF and, and that's all you are. Yeah, I'm it, but that, that's, you know, and that, that's kind of my feeling in general, which is that, you know, and the world has changed a lot. Look, I, I'm not going to tell uh, Michael Jordan how he should have acted. Well, no, I would have because I, you know, again, he, it was about money, right? And at the end of the day, you know, when you think about like, you're not going to take it all with you, right? Like at that point, he'd made a lot of money. So what, you going to piss off white people for, for what? You know, maybe a, maybe a year, maybe a cycle. That's They're still going to buy your shoes. Michael it's Jordan, still- as great as he is, will never be considered the greatest athlete of all time, like Muhammad Ali, because, mm-hmm. because Muhammad Ali was literally willing to sacrifice his yep. years and his entire career for people. And Michael Jordan wasn't even willing to sacrifice selling another pair of shoes. It wasn't mm. even, the choices were... You know, Muhammad Ali lost three years of his prime, literally, because he took a stance. He would not allow himself to go shoot uh, 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 some Asian folks who never called him the N-word, you know, as he put it. So, you know, it's, it's a shame, you know, for, for that. I don't want to get bogged down on that. because No, I mean, no, no, more, no. But the more it, but it's... bogged down, the more it becomes a distraction. <laughs> it be a distraction. You know, right. my whole thing is, is I, I want people to do what's in their heart. Yes. And, 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 if, and if what's really, really, really in your heart, I need to sell another pair of sneakers, then that's just, you just got to look yourself in the mirror and say, really? How did that mentality come in? You know, it, it's like, if you told me, like, I don't want to miss a game. Like, that's, I'm a basketball player. I don't want to miss a game to go do a rally. I got you. That's what you do for a living. Don't miss a game. But this is selling Sneakers is the reason you justified it, you know, and, and to your point, how much money do you need at the end of the day? At the, I mean, you know, honestly, who's at the end of the day, bigger? who's the same who's bigger, you know what I'm saying? Colin Kaepernick, you know, is arguably a bigger name now that he's actually, than he was, than honestly, than he was when he was playing. Super Bowl yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so before I let you go, two questions. Uh, one, you have letters to a young brother, manifest your destiny. Um, tell us a bit about that book and specifically now too, because, you know, trying to manifest anything right in the, again, in the midst of a global pandemic, we, you know, the, these young people that are supposed to be graduating, heading out into the world, you know, we're for the first time, we are not leaving a world that is great 
for young people to be inhabiting, right? Um, uh, to be taking over. We're leaving them with climate change. We're leaving them with uh, a, a wider racial wealth gap. We're leave, leaving them with a broken healthcare system, broken education system. So just talk a bit um, about that book. Thanks for making um, everybody feel better. <laughs> I'm just honest. No, that's that's what I You're do. You're absolutely right. That's what I'm saying. And that's why it's, 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 it's you, you have to laugh sometimes because if you really don't, if you, you're, oh, I'll just like, cry all day. Yeah. There's that, uh, there's that meme or whatever it is where they have Kermit. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it just makes me chuckle. Kermit the Frog is talking to a little girl and she says, oh, you're a cookie monster. And then you cut to him throwing himself off a building. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked my whole life. I'm Kermit, you know, and you will call me cookie monster, you know, so you got to. So it's the same thing. I mean, you know, whatever it's, it is, we 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 have all these ills. But the beautiful thing is, we still have breath in our body and life and ability to think. And we can do this together, y'all. I truly believe it. I I really believe that as people get more conscious and more enlightened about the, their power, understanding mm -hmm. their power, we are we are powerful together. But but no. th there have been forces at bay, and and social media and 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 technology has been used just like propaganda back in the day mm -hmm. to divide people, to divide us, and make us think that our interests are are different. It's not true. And so we have to. The more we work together, and 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 really work hard together, we can solve many of those problems you just talked about. That is my that is my hope. That is my hope. So the final question that I always ask people that join PM Mood is this: How do you get in the mood to change the world? I breathe. I read. I open my ears and listen to the people who actually number one already know the answers. We don't have to go into any community and solve a problem for somebody. They already know the answers in their community. We just have to listen and then help them get the leverage or power that they need to get the resources to implement the solutions. So, and then I have to energize. So, so, so breathe, so center, read, educate and understand, listen to the people, and then get the energy required to make a change. The reason why I always reference physics is that I truly believe when you talk about physics that um, you know, the only way to move uh, a mass that is stuck or in stasis is with an equal or greater amount of energy to the mass, right? Mm -hmm. If we're talking about solving big problems, we need big energy to do it. And, and, and I'll say this quite honestly and, and, uh, and, and, and somewhat sadly, is that the, the people who have completely antithetical values to myself have out-energized most of us. Mm. They talk louder. Yeah. They, they out-energy you. They, they lie more, mm -hmm. talk louder, and bully you and push you around, and we have let it happen. We've allowed it to happen, and we've tried to come, no, let's just be conciliatory. We had eight years of conciliatory behavior in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And basically everything that's, that was passed during that time is gone. You know I mean, it's, that's a deep, and, and, and judges are gone. They've, they, 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 they have out-energied, out-energied um, good people. And it's time for those of us that 
I did a talk at a, at a, at a retreat called uh, Mind Body Green called Revitalize, where I called it Namaste MF. I won't say it on here, but Namaste. Oh, you can. <laughs> namaste, motherfucker. And Thank you. <laughs> and that's what the title of the speech was. I said, you know, there's a lot of us walking around saying Namaste, go to yoga class. Oh, yes, uh, I bless the God in you. Be spiritual, be strong. But, 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 and while someone else is, just like Malcolm said, put that knife in your back nine inches if they pull it out three that's that's not, not progress no, it's not. come on and mm-hmm. so, so it's time to it's, i don't mind the namaste because that centers you i need to breathe and we need to let people's blood pressure come down when they need to be healthy so and the namaste is great but after you're done with the namaste get up and say mm, no no this ain't gonna work we're gonna do it this right. way i'm not gonna let you you know punch me in the face right left and center just like you had mentioned at, at the governor's legislative yep. office you got people showing up there with guns being aggressive chasing down reporters you know coughing on people doing all these aggressive things all that is if you want to boil it down is energy mm. it's energy and i'm not saying it's energy directed in a very certain aggressive type of way i'm saying you don't have to be that type of energy but you have to match that level of energy yes you know yes you know, you, you say that, and, I, and I'll just say this, you know, is that when Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we go high, my feeling, you know, was more on the Eric Holder side. When they go low, kick them in the knees. Like when they, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't, you know, you, you cannot rationalize the behavior that we've been seeing exhibited over the last three and a half years. You cannot rationalize it. You can't ignore it, but you have to match it to your point, you have to match energy with energy because the belief that we have that this is all just going to go away, right? It isn't, right? And so, you know, what we do now uh, to dig in um, and to restore and to re-energize is really going to be what makes, um, what makes our future or breaks it. And to your point, this has been going on a long time. This is yep. the organization around putting the mechanisms in place of what we're seeing right now has been going on a long time. There was a guy that I was in Harvard Law School with um, who I'm not going to say his name, but he would go away to these conservative. I always had arguments with him in class over policy and all sorts of things. And he would always go away. But we were cool. You know, outside we were cordial. And he would, I would say, man, where are you going? He said, oh, man, I got a meeting. And he'd be going to these meetings in Boston. Uh, with different think tank groups, literally plotting how they're going to gerrymander, yep. take over state houses, yep. legislature. I mean, this the is court system. It yep. didn't happen like magical. This has been energized planning, a blueprint, and and then also certain things, the use of technology that they didn't even anticipate before to 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 actually heighten the their ability to spread message and and get and galvanize support so through lies through mis misinformation yeah. and all those things so so we have to match it doesn't have to be the exact same way but the but we energy, have to match it have to match the energy and the amplification Hill Harper, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the work that you do. Thank you so much for joining me on PM Mood. Um, and, and I hope that you can continue to keep up your energy because we need your passion, your grace, um, and, and your work to continue. So thank, thank you. you. I'm not going to stop. Please don't. <laughs> and keep doing shows like thank this. You. These discussions are so important. I believe in it. It's what I can do and it's what I do do. So. I will continue. Thank you so much. Stay safe out there. All right. Thanks so much.
Thanks for listening to this week's PM Mood. My political podcast, Woke AF Daily, is on Patreon for just $5 a month. That's five new hour-long shows every week for just $5 a month. Join the conversation now at patreon.com slash woke AF. And you can continue listening to PM Mood every week absolutely free. Now more than ever, we see the importance of independent media. So thank you for your support. And as always, stay in the PM mood to change the world. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.